Get Pucked. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Get Pucked podcast. And you see, we're all here. It's a full house again, baby. We're excited. We're ready to go. I think Dave might have just froze there at that moment, but it's all good. Uh, Want to recap just a little bit from our last episode. Um, there's been a lot of happenings in the Habs land, predominantly the wins. They keep on coming. This team is on fire. And they're doing it in style, too. So, gentlemen, I ask you this question, and I ask it to you plain and simple. Do you, or rather, will it bother you if the team continues to play at this level that they're playing and continues to win at the rate that they're, well, maybe not the rate, but they continue to pack on the wins? Does it bother you if they end up drafting somewhere around 8, 9, 10, 11, whatever, but they continue this level of play? Vito, start us off, baby. One, they can't draft at 11. Why if, can they not draft at 11? Because if they get out of the top 10, they're, they will draft Carolina's pick and Arizona will get Montreal's first. So, so yes, I would be super pissed off if they got okay. out of the top 10. So they can draft at 11, but if they did, that pick would now go to Arizona and that would be a like a master. Well, master no, design. because they can't draft at 11. If they get to 11, then they're not drafting at 11. No, but I'm saying they can finish and get the 11. Yeah, spot. they can That's finish 11. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get I'll your be, point. I'll though. be super yes. pissed given how yeah. shitty this fucking year has been. I yes. would be very pissed if that would happen because that would just be adding salt to the wound. No doubt. All right. Okay, so let's say 10 then. Uh, let's say 10. Would I be disappointed? Yeah, but I mean, it's still a top 10 pick. Um, I don't want them going lower than five, personally. Like I okay. want their pick to be a top five pick, even if it means it's fifth. But I, I would really want it to be a top five pick. It's nice that they're winning. Uh, okay, it's good. Gives us something to be excited about for next year. But uh, guys, you know, stop. <laughs> like I can't believe I'm saying stop. But they got like they're not going to make the playoffs. Just cut it there, and right. th that's how I see it. So yes, I, I think would be pissed off. I, I think you, uh, we, we tend to, we as a fan base, we as a, you know, NHL fans tend to um, over underestimate, I guess, how hard it is to jump teams in the standings. Um, they are, I think, something like 20 or 30 points away from n number 11th, uh, the, the, the team that currently holds the 11th overall pick in the draft. I mean, that's never going to happen. There's 30 games left to jump up 20 points in the standings in 30 games is impossible. So, um, you know, the, the other teams are going to win. No one's going to go on a big, deep dive. Even if the Habs go on an eight-game winning streak, 10-game winning streak, I don't even think they get, you know, they jump, they lose maybe two spots in the draft, uh, the draft standings or whatever uh, in that case. So I, I don't, I'm not really concerned. I don't think it's, a, it's much of a concern for me. I think that, um, you know, keep winning, keep doing what, what you got to do. I don't like this, the, the draft lottery anyways. I think that it should be as soon as you're eliminated from the playoffs, then you have to have the best record in, in order to get. It shouldn't be a lottery. It should be a race to get that's, to that's a, the whole first a whole other discussion that we can get it's into. A whole other discussion. I agree. Though. It's, it's awful. It's stupid. It's absolutely it is. the stupid. lottery is stupid. Well, because you could have teams that finish at like tenth and jump nine spots and get the first overall, right? It's it's ridiculous. It's 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 a system that that rewards being bad and 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 as much as they there's it's it's built in to be like a catch-up mechanic where yes you're giving the worst team the best players so to speak based on odd percentages to to get better and and not be the worst team anymore we've seen how that has played out recently and that doesn't happen they continue to be bad it's it's it one player even with the mcdavid's of the world it doesn't seem to change the franchise to all of a sudden make it the the winning show right so it's 
yeah, I, I'd have to agree with Dave. I mean, obviously, uh, we I don't know, it wasn't really on the docket to talk about today, but we can't. Yeah, right. well, well, we know, but we totally could if you want to. I mean, restructuring how the draft works. Yeah, I think what you said makes a lot of sense there. Um, uh, you know, or 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 like a mini a mini playoff of the loser teams towards the end or some craziness. The problem is, is now you come to a no. There's no win for the Habs fans, right? Like if they win, it sucks. If they lose, it sucks. It, it's you don't know what to do with yourself as a, as a fan right now in this position, and it's just an awkward position to be in. You're going to root for your team to lose, and it's just it's weird. It, sh it should never happen in sports. You should never ever have to root for your team to lose. I think it's a it's it's a bad proposition. So or I think or that... you shouldn't have to root for another. Like I was rooting for. I was watching the Ottawa Arizona game. You would normally I would never watch that. I was watching it sure. and crossing my fingers they'd get to overtime so that they both get a fucking loser point. Yeah, and at see, the same time, it's like, go Arizona, go win. And Arizona won 8-5 in regulation. But, but that's kind of like the opposite coin because now you're more invested in hockey in general because now you've taken a greater interest in other teams you otherwise wouldn't because their position, the standings matter to you. I don't think there's too many people who've watched Arizona Coyotes game. I think, I think Vito has a disorder, a problem. We'll have to talk to him off air about it, maybe an intervention. But I don't think there's too many people watching Arizona Coyotes games hoping they, they win. You're, you're saying, I, Dave, I can't be one of the 62 people that watch the Arizona Coyotes. So. You, didn't, you didn't know? You didn't know Vito, Vito's a season ticket holder? You didn't know? Ah, I got, they have yeah, sick jerseys. I'll give you that. It, it cost me 30 cents, Craigslist. There you go. All right, all right. I don't want to talk too, too much about the winning because we've done this already. Another thing that happened in recent news is the hiring of uh, a new skills coach, uh, a gentleman by the name of Adam Nicholas, formerly working with the Leafs, I think, since October 2019. Now with the Canadians, has worked with several uh, marquee players, to name a few, Clayton Keller, Zdeno Chara, Noah Hannafin, and uh, many others to come with. Not that I want to talk about him so much, because I think by all accounts, most people who know this guy, and admittedly I don't know anything about him, have said that this is a great get. So my question is more this. Who or what position would you guys want to see the Habs fill next? Dave. Man, that's a tough question. I, I, I don't really know what, what's lacking there, because... Um, you know, Adam Nicholas from all attempts, I think he's like a skating guy, right? He seems to be a skating, uh, I think so. Yeah. Skating power skating specialist or whatever. And I mean, it's a great hire for sure. Um, you kind of wonder what happened in Toronto. I mean, he was there just in 2019, I think. So that's like what, two years. What, why, yep. what, why didn't it work out for him there? Maybe, maybe but, dollar dollar bills. Maybe Molson opened up <laughs> yeah, the coffers maybe. and said, come on over. Maybe for sure. Um, it's hard for me to say really what, what you need to develop. Uh, it, that's going to be from the front office to, to, to evaluate because I don't really know what specialist they have. I mean, can you name me who was the skating specialist before Adam Nicholas? No. I don't think there was one. I think that's why it was such a big thing. I don't think they had a development per people in place, but I'm not even talking development. Like, would you want to see the next name, whoever this person is to come in, fill the position vacated by uh, Timmons, for example? I don't think that was filled yet. Right, I we don't have a, a well. It's a joint. It's a joint thing, right? There's yeah, gonna be Marty Saint Louis I, and Bobrov. I think they're set. I think they're pretty much set on 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 everywhere in terms of their front office. Can they? You know, would I like to see them add more? I, I think I'm one of the the. You know, I, I like to say more the merrier. Uh, you get like you know power. The more powerful minds in a room, the more different opinions you have, the better you're gonna do. And I think maybe you know that's where you get. Um, you know, your success from is you, you just go out and you get random people. But on the, from the outside looking in, it's almost an impossible question to answer. I, I would, if anything, I would say Montreal, the Montreal Canadians are a, a, a rich team. They're a wealthy team. They got deep pockets, add more scouts everywhere. There's disperse them everywhere, especially in our own backyard. 
But uh, here, let's make a bit of a funny. Pierre Javez retiring after this year, so maybe they need a new equipment manager. There you go. You're well playing for the role? Well done. Towel boy, my friend. Towel boy. <laughs> Barely has the qualifications for that. But okay. <laughs> let's let's Fuck. talk about let's talk about uh our, our dear Captain Weber. So a lot of stuff came out recently about for whatever reason, there might be teams interested in acquiring his contract. Now there's also been a lot of misinformation out there about why they'd want to do this and what bringing him over and putting him on their LTIR will do for their cap space. I don't think a lot of people understand this. Frankly, it is quite confusing, but ultimately, let's just talk about the rumor in place. Do you guys what do you what do you make of this? Vito, like do you do you think that there's a market for this? Is is this something that that Hughes is going to try and do? Or, or what do you think is happening? Do here? I think Hughes is going to try to do it? Yeah, he's going to try to do it. I mean, he's going to try to shell off as much salary as he possibly can, especially dead cap uh, like that. Now, Weber being on LTIR, it still counts towards the Habs cap. You still, like, if you go on cap friendly, you see the Habs are like at 97 or 98 million. But by putting him on long-term injured reserve, it allowed the flexibility to go um, get somebody that or get players that equates to no more than what his cap hit is. And I think that's how it works. Uh, but I, I, I don't think based on uh, the current capologist with the Montreal Canadiens, who's now been promoted recently, and Kent Hughes and Gordon want to keep having that and playing, uh, doing a juggling act with their cap because of Shea Weber's contract. It's one thing if Shea Weber was playing, he's not playing, and it doesn't look like he's going to play. Um, well, I think so, I think this rumor coming out pretty much cements that. I yeah, think he's done I, th that. I think I think so too. So, uh, do I think Kent Hughes is going to do it? Of course he is. He's going to try. I just don't know if uh, how that's going to play out, or if any team will actually bite bite towards having to do that. I don't know. And I know there's a few people on Twitter that are very strong at knowing the cap and and all that. And if they watch this or listen to this episode, I expect you guys to comment on Twitter, and I hope you do. <laughs> provide us the feedback and correct us if we're wrong. Look, we've seen this before, time and time again. Chris Pronger, the Arizona Coyotes legend. Uh, we see uh, Nathan Horton <laughs> with the Leafs. We saw David Clarkson. With, you know, we see it a million times that happen. I, teams need to get to the floor. There, there, there's all sorts of complications and things that that you know uh, it, only capologists can really can really tell us. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm okay for it. Uh, Shea Weber is not a Montreal Canadian. That's that's you, you got to get oh. that into your head. He's not a Montreal Canadian anymore. He's oh, done. Well, the way Montreal you say it with over. such coldness. That's not well, what you have. To he's right. I mean, the man is right. At the end of the day, if he can't play hockey anymore, and there's a new there's new management now. Before, if you would have said Mark Bergevin was still here, then yeah, they probably would have found something for Shea Weber. But the new management comes in and it's like they don't have an attachment to Shea Weber. Yeah, and and even if you have an attachment to Shea Weber, what does he bring? He's on. A, he's not playing. Who cares? Get him out of here. It doesn't really matter if it's going to get you an asset, or if it's going to free up some cap space, or if it's going to do whatever. It's going to bring you any ounce of good. Do it, man. There's there's no room for for you know holding on to a guy because sentimentality. I would I would include an asset if it meant that I got took Shea Weber's cap off the books and don't don't have to deal with that headache going forward. I would add I mean, there is even. there is a limited number of teams that are that are going to try to fight to hit the floor. So so you know that there's a finite number it's of gonna, positions. The Arizona Coyotes once again. They, I think they got well, like three players on the contract think, next year. Yeah. So chill at that. Yeah, Arizona is obviously the prime candidate there. You probably also have uh, Seattle likely is out there that, that is likely going to want to try to hit the floor. Um, 
maybe one or two that I can't think of right now. But yeah, ultimately, I just thought it was interesting that suddenly we're talking about his contract moving. And of course, all the ramifications, which again, I don't know enough about about the recapture well, penalties and, and the things and, with and, the well, Preds. And that's and, the thing. I think one of the, like, okay, for example, a team that people are saying that that could benefit to Shea Weber's contract would be somebody like Minnesota. But I think the way it works and the way I understood um, from what I had read is Minnesota would have to trade almost of equal cap hit. So they'd have to have basically a cap dump and you do cap dump for cap dump and then kind of have much else to deal with whatever that player is. But the player that's acquired, the team that's acquiring Shea Weber, they have that. So the dollars match, but then they could put him on LTIR and then that means they could activate or yeah. get players that equate to that so it has to be something like that don't That's think that it, too. it only the teams that have to hit the floor would probably be able to absorb all of shea weber's cap hit without having to, to put in a cap dump in a trade or include a cap dump in a trade all right fair say fair say and 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 so speaking of of potential contracts departing um my question now would be we have the trade deadline coming up in about two weeks time give or take who ha- who are your musts that that must be gone from the Canadians come post trade deadline, Dave? Like, what are the names that are no longer Canadians after the trade deadline, in your opinion, without question? Without question, I'd give without question. Ben Sherratt has to be gone. I'll give you Arturi Lekin has to be gone. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, but Arturi Lekin, you're never going to get this trade." Blah 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 blah. You have the, op- <laughs> the potential to trade him, trade him. He's never, his value is never going to be as high as it is now. You got to get rid of him. You got to make that move. You got to, you got to figure out a way to, uh, to get an asset in return for him. And uh, I think those are the two, only two like must off the. Okay. Now the add books. to it. Who are the, the ones um, I would go with a Jeff Petrie. Um, you know, Jeff Petrie, I think you'd, you'd want him off the books, especially, you know, he, that, that's what he, that's what he wants by all accounts. And you gotta, yep. you gotta figure out a way to get that done. Um, Mike Hoffman, another guy who like, I don't think fits the long-term profile here in, uh, in Montreal. And other than that, I mean, it's hard, it's tough. I don't know who else you're going to move um, okay. Okay. at this time, you know, Tyler Toffoli was one that I, I was on my list. He's already gone, you know, so it's mm-hmm. going to be, it's going to be interesting to see maybe like a, a Brett Kulak, a guy like that, you know, a guy who can fill a good role on a playoff team and and step in when uh, fill in the depth chart and and step in when the times needed when injuries come. But other than that, I, I just I don't see as many trades. I mean, it'd be, it'd be great to make all these blockbusters and stuff, but yeah, I don't see it as a necessity. Uh, you got to be realistic. Although, fun fact, you did nail almost every name I had written down that that I thought would also like upon my oh, but there are two, and I'm curious if Vito's going to hit them. Vito, who do you got? Who are okay. the must go and then the then should go and want to go? Sherrod for sure. Lekkonen, I agree and disagree with what Dave's saying. I wouldn't just get rid of Lekkonen. I want, I want the package that's rumored. You like, want Matt? Uh, you want Matt's package? You want my no, package, not necessarily. It, it would it would have to you be. You want a, my package, at least, don't you? Uh, Vito uh, wants Matt's package. You want my package? I got you. I don't want your package. I don't want your package. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it, it has to be worth making the trade. You know, you're telling me that it's a it's a a can't not a can't miss trade, but a trade I can't resist or can't refuse. Then yeah, do it. You know, first and, and something. Um, I, I then yeah, I move Lekkonen. But if it's gonna come out being a second round pick and somebody else, I rather take my chances and keep Lekkonen. He's still a useful player. He still does a lot on the ice. He's still like I, at that point, I'd rather try to move somebody else, even if it means uh, we have to eat up some cap. Uh, you know, I'll give an example, Armia, if that's the case. He's the only player that hasn't uh, really excelled since Martin St. Louis has 
taken over the coaching position. Uh, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because the man did get COVID three times this year, <laughs> among other things. But, but who's if there's a play- Yoel Armia at that salary? Well, like, I'm just, I'm, I, I, like if you're a playoff team, are you looking at Yoel Armia and being like, yeah, that's what I need? You, you got to hope to it's, throw him in yeah, and make something else enticing. And he takes some salary. Now, the player that, to me, must go, and whether it's this trade deadline or whether it's in the offseason, I, I don't think it would be this trade deadline because his value is low at this point. It would, for me, it's Jonathan Droy. The experiment is over. It's all done. It's time to move on. Uh, heck, send them to Anaheim. See if you can get Maxim Contois and something. Like, I don't care. Bring in another Francophone if that's a, one of the check the criterias. Whatever the case may be, we've done what we we had to do with Jonathan Drouin. Yeah, a part of me would like to see what he can do with Martin St. Louis. Mm-hmm. But if it, if it doesn't work out with Martin St. Louis, then what's the reasoning? What's the excuse after that? Well, he's got and one his, year left. His value will just plummet even more. So I don't want is to take w- that chance. No, but but he's he's got one year left, right? Before he's UFA? He's got one year after this year for at five and a half million dollars. So I mean, to some teams that know they want cost certainty and they they get Jonathan Drouin and know that they're getting like that 40, 50 point player who can yeah. be dynamic and could and they have a specific role in mind for him in the top six, then yeah, he's good on the on that kind of a team. But uh, um it's what are, are any of you guys impressed with Jonathan Drew at this point? Like, are we well, okay with you know what? It's, it's a good player. He's skilled when he's up. He's fun, but right. Uh, but it's been a while since you actually saw him out there, and I think you said it best. He hasn't been you. You haven't seen what Martin Saint Louis has can do with him because obviously he's the player whisperer right now. Just about everybody's playing at their best. So. I, I'm in agreement for the most part. I, like I said, I mean, Dave nailed most of the people. I had Drew in down also as a question well, mark. Throw, throw in Perot in there for a seventh round pick. Send them somewhere. Who cares? Up a you know, I don't team. even. Throw, I mean, and with I, respect, I, you know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll go. I'll go acquire a seventh round pick from another team. I'll include it in a, in a trade package and I'll give it to Parquet for future considerations. Just, yeah, just see, go. like guys like that, and I mean, it's with all due respect to them and everything. Like, I, they're not even in the conversation because they're gonna be gone some way, somehow. Be it they they manage to limp their way to the end of the year or not. Like Perot, I don't see him around next year. Paquette, certainly, I don't see him around next year. Like guys like this are gone. You know, they're just you know they're gonna be gone. It's more interesting to think about what they're gonna do with Jake some Allen. Other guy. Jake Allen, my Jake go-to. Allen is a Jake Allen's an interesting one. I definitely don't see anything happening with him. I, I would be, I would be okay with him going. If the plan going forward is that Montreal is gonna, uh, as the word that they use is transform this team, and you want to, there's teams right now that are looking for a goalie and especially a cost-efficient goalie. Move Jake Allen if you have to. Keep Montembeau, especially if you find out that uh, that price is gonna come back and is capable of playing either the end of this year or at the beginning to start next season. Then. Figure out your goal, your goaltending, uh, you know, uh, for next for the start of next season, your backup goaltender, and and just go for it. Heck, I, I you know, those those rumors coming out that uh, in Montreal was looking at the Samsonov. I would love that, and especially if it means okay, you're going to trade away Jake Allen, and somehow a package gets you uh, Samsonov, and you have Price and Samsonov to start next season. I'm good with that. Okay, I mean the only the only thing I would say, and and this is. Again, I, I flip-flop on this because I still would say Lekkinen should go based on what I had suggested as his package from before there, which which Dave thinks I'm, I'm insane about, but maybe it's coming to fruition a little bit more these days based on what we're hearing. But the reconnaissance, <laughs> the reconnaissance that's happening right now, the man is on fire. Is it possible? Is it like even if it's a small amount of possibility, are we witnessing the Lekkinen that was promised? Did he find his scoring touch with his defensive prowess? Is this a guy who should you're witnessing, be witnessing? You're witnessing the Lekkonen that that's looking for his next contract. 
Uh, but you could also be witnessing Lekkonen entering his prime. I mean, he is only 26 years old. But, that's but at I'm the saying. same time, that's every player could tend to have a really good year. But it's a good year on a bad season. I think you guys, yeah, this is the one thing about every, this resurgence of talk of and, and hope and optimism with the Montreal Canadiens. It's easy to play with when you have zero expectations on you. It's easy to play when you are stuck in a system where you had the pressure to win and defend and do everything. And that was hard and you had to go and you just came back from a Stanley Cup run and then you come in here and all of a sudden there's a new coach. Nobody cares about your defensive play as much anymore. Go out, have fun. No pressure whatsoever. We lose. You give out six giveaways. Nobody's going to care. And you got to be very, 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 very careful for people who perform well on teams like that because most more often than not, you give them big contracts or you rely on them. And the next year when it counts and when, when you need them to perform in a high pressure situation, you won't get the same players again. And that's, I think is going to apply here to a lot and a lot of Montreal Canadiens players and their performances here. Dave, just something to keep in mind. glass half empty kind of. I'm not, I'm not being pessimistic. I'm not because I, I'm just saying I love, I, I, I was very happy with the Marty St. Louis hire. Uh, I think I was clear about that. I like the direction yep. the team is going in. I just don't believe, I don't believe that players overnight because you have a new coach can switch like that. I think that, you know, it, it's, a, it's a whole different ball game. And you, you, teams are not, you know, they're not preparing for you the same. They're not viewing you as the top-notch team anymore. It's a lot different. You're not seeing probably, I don't know. I just, uh, beware. Beware. So, That's all so you don't, you're not buying into the laconicence is what I'm hearing. I'm, I am not. All right. All right. I'm, I think right, enough of Arturi Lekkanen. Okay. And I think okay. that he's a great player and he has great uh, hockey IQ. He just can't finish. And and I know that we're seeing him score all of a sudden, but this happens <laughs> to a lot of players. Okay. I, I don't believe it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and I, I'd love to be proven wrong. Just I'd love to see a first round pick and top pro, top 10 or top five prospect come th- this way for Lekkanen. Yeah, I think, I think, yes. If, if, but, and, and he's making, he's making, he's doing everything he can to put him in a position or to put management in a position to try to get those returns. I mean, Look, you're seeing I'm it pretty, now and that's great. So if it happens, it happens. That'd I'm pretty sure he saw, he, he watched this podcast and he saw how much you believed in him. I'm and telling said, you, you know what? I'm, I, I'm gonna prove Dave every wrong. day, I'm he's going to watch, this, day he's gonna watch this episode and he's going to be like, what the yeah. fuck is a laconicence? I, I wake up and I <laughs> say, gonna, we're gonna, in it. We're in the laconicence right he's gonna now. Trademark it. He's going to trademark it. I'm telling you. Okay. Okay. Enough about Lecky as much as it pains me to say so. I want to talk about another interesting individual, a gentleman of a tremendous amount of character and one who has, uh, is on a team who just outright now has mentioned that they have no desire to bring him back. Uh, I'm talking, of course, of P.K. Subban. And so a lot of people out there, of course, are talking about, oh, this is the perfect time bring P.K. bring P.K. back to the Habs. Not should P.K. come back to the Canadians. I ask you this, gentlemen. Will he come back to the Canadians? No. Dave? No. Uh, hold on a second. No? no? You don't see it? Not at all? P.K. Subban's beef was with, I, I, I don't know, I don't want to say that it was a beef with Jeff Molson, but I don't think it was limited to Mark Bergevin. And and I'm telling you, I was at his first game back uh, when he came back with Nashville. He does not get along with Brendan Gallagher. They hate each other, okay? Uh, they, they really, really don't like each other. And I'm telling you right now, I just don't see it. I mean, look, crazier things have happened, okay? We've seen 
I think it would be a mistake to bring him back. That's it. Okay. And I like PK Subban, and I think that he should have never been traded. I, I'm on that bandwagon. I think that he could have been a whole, have a whole different career than what he had now. I think he lost the passion. I think of of hockey, and and he his interests, you know, veered more to the business side and and to the. And I think that you didn't get the PK Subban that you would have got had he remained a Montreal Canadian. I, I truly, truly, truly believe that. I can believe but I that. I think sure. that you know, there's no righting a wrong here. Even if he comes here. You're getting, talk, yeah, the, the, you're getting yeah, you're getting 32-year-old PK Subban, and it's been a it's, long time since only, his Norris days. Yes, it's only going to lead to disappointment for his his old fans and the the people who didn't like him in the first place are going to be disappointed. I just I don't see why they would bring him back. There's literally no point other than a body coming in. There's there's literally no point uh, okay. in bringing him back. Okay, PK Subban will be a Toronto Maple Leaf. Yeah, before. I don't know. I that like, unless somebody I takes a massive too. amount of that contract, how are you, are you no, talking about I'm this year? I'm not saying for oh, a trade deadline. No, 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 next, next year. year. Next year, he'll next be, year, fresh he'll contract. Be, he'll be a Toronto Maple Leaf way before him ever being a Montreal Canadian again. Okay. I don't think he's gonna be. He's, there's no way they're gonna bring him back. They've mentioned it, and I don't even. I don't even have the inside scoop. But you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that it wasn't. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of love between PK Subban and Gallagher. You know, and then now. It, like not what Dave just said there too that uh, it wasn't just limited to Mark Bergevin. I could believe he, that he the, the Montreal Canadiens felt disrespected when he went off and did that charity, charity thing. On his thing own. Yeah. Okay, they did. He didn't involve the logo. He didn't involve the foundation. He just did it by himself. The feelings were hurt, and I don't think that's limited to Mark Bergevin. I don't even think that involves Mark Bergevin. Now, again. There's you can mend fences. You could bring him back for a PR tour and a marketing tour, and, and uh, we all lovey dovey and, and whatnot. I just wouldn't, Again, and I don't. Not see talking that. I don't should. Think, I don't, talking I don't, will it happen? No, it okay, won't. Really, it, won't, it, it won't happen. Okay. And I don't even think his character would mesh well with Martin Saint Louis. Martin Saint Louis is the head coach also next year. I, I think Martin Saint Louis for even, sure at this point is the coach next year. But I, I don't know. I, to me, so, no, I think you should, can take any player and put him under Martin Saint Louis right now, and he will play the best hockey of his life. Should, I feel would, like that's what's happening. Should, would, could, all of it's no. Okay. Should, would, could, all of it's no. All right. That's I the should, PK thing. Uh, there is one thing. I wanted to save it for the end because this is a little bit more of a heavier thing to talk about than what we're accustomed to, and it's not really about um, – the Canadian, so to speak, as it is more so about the league and, and the upcoming draft. Obviously, there's there's a lot of um, um, a lot happening in the world, uh, to put it uh, very general, uh, and a little bit more specifically, there's 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 the aggression that's happening in Ukraine right now from from Russia. And so, with that in mind, there's been a lot of different things that have been happening in terms of sanctions and whatnot in the world against Russia, but also a lot of things that are happening to various Russian. Um, affiliated uh, businesses and and people all across the globe, so they're being uh, boycotted and and sort of things like this as well. So where I'm where I'm taking this is, I don't think it was talked about very recently, but there's been a couple of people, per, like insiders and stuff, that talked about that there might be something coming down the pipeline about draft eligible players who are of Russian and and even Belarusian descent who might be omitted from the draft, and so. I'm curious to think what you guys feel about that. If you're willing to share, if you think that that's right, wrong, is it something that needs to be done? Is it a necessity to, to kind of part of the collective of the world? Or no, this is wrong and it shouldn't happen and, and you feel staunchly against it. Either of you can take the, the thing and start that off. 
All right, I'll go. Look, what Russia's done with Ukraine is awful, right? It's 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 absolutely terrible. We all know it. Everybody knows it. There's no denying that. I'm all for um, putting restrictions against businesses. I'm all for putting restrictions against the government that, that not importing the oil. I'm all for these restrictions. I'm all for everything that's that's based. But these guys are people. These people are these hockey players are people, and and. They've they've worked their whole entire lives to come to make it to this spot to make it to the NHL. They have nothing to do with, um, you know, with, with what's going on in Russia. Just like you know, the civilians there don't have much to do either with what's going on with Russia. And you know, business people can can pressure Putin and 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 put the pressure on Vladimir Putin and 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 get him to you know change his course and and get, get have a little bit of influence on him. When you start talking money and economics and whatnot, a single Russian player, a single Russian hockey player that's 18 years old is not with an entry level, like he's not going to be influencing. Uh, that's the last thing I think on Vladimir Putin's mind. And you're talking about ruining a kid's future, ruining a kid's legacy, ruining a kid's career um, for no real reason other than jumping on a bandwagon and saying, Hey, look, we're doing something. Um, I, I don't believe in it really. I, I think that the, the, the pressure was there to, to, to make to restrict the businesses and and to, to I think that's incredibly important because that's how Vladimir Putin thinks that they, he runs his country like a business and and that's that's the point. But I don't think that this is the way to go. I think that it's not going to happen first off, and I think that if it did, it, it's just it's sad. It's a very very sad uh, state of affairs. I have nothing else to add, and I don't want to add anything to this because I just. Whether I agree or disagree with it, I, I just think this is so out of our control, and and I know we can talk about it, but it, it just it doesn't give me a good feeling one way or another. And I could see the reasons why they are omitting Russian players and Belarusian players from anything, for that matter. But it'd be one thing if every player that was going to be drafted, or or that would be part of the draft, would be you know, cheering on for what's going on uh, towards Ukraine. But we don't even know if that's the case. So I don't know. I just, I don't want to add more to this, guys. I'm sorry. But uh, I just, I, uh, it's just, it's, uh, it's, right. yeah. it's horrible what's happening to Ukraine. It's disgusting, really. Um, but I don't think, as Dave put it, I don't think this, the decision that was made by the NHL and, and whoever else is involved is going to affect Putin's plans one way or another. No, I think I think that's that's fair right, saying. So. Yeah, you, you don't you don't have to talk about it if, if you're not comfortable. I mean, one one thing I'll add to the to the case because I I believe pretty much everything that Dave said is is sort of how I feel about it as well. Um, the NHL also came out and said that they're severing, I don't know, communication or whatever with the KHL or like they're not they're kind of like not looking at each other anymore. They're not talking or or whatever it is that 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 little notice came out a day or so ago. So that to me is enough. It's like one one organizational body to another. Um, part of doing whatever it is that, that the world is doing and to, to kind of come together and, and do these things to, to put pressure on Russia to, to stop the aggression. Um, but yeah, I mean, frankly, I think when it comes down to it, it's hard to justify punishing an individual for what their government is doing. Um, whether, well, they back, whether they back it or they don't, you, you don't know that, but it's hard to do that because you're going to derail a lot of innocent people's lives like they said the KHL, they work their whole the life KHL is a bit of a different story right because the players if i'm not mistaken get paid in russian rubles right and we all if i'm not mistaken they get paid okay. in that okay so their value of the russian rubles has gone to shit 
Yes. And there's and there's a there's there was already rumors circulating that a lot of these players that are in the KHL wanted to jump ship to the NHL. I think a lot of them have switched over to the the Swiss leagues and stuff. Right. So yeah. I can understand why the NHL says no. You have stop. We don't want you trying to jump ship or team signing you guys just for you know for the sake of money. And then if and when things go back to to normal in Russia, you're gonna jump ship again. So I can understand that point of view, but in terms of the draft, which that was what your question was, I'm leaning more towards what Dave agreeing with Dave. But I just I, I don't want to take a deeper dive into it because I think maybe underneath underneath it all, there's more to it. But it's just it's just a fucked up situation. It's fucked up all altogether. Right. All right, understood. Final thing, a little bit lighter. Although I appreciate both your stances on that. Who is the biggest name that will be moved by trade deadline across the league? Ooh, that's a good question. The biggest name. The biggest. The biggest huh. marquee name to move. So this basically we're trying to predict it, whether it happens or not. Is it is it like uh, Claude Giroux? Is it going to be a Marc-Andre Fleury? Is it going to be... I'm just trying to help you out with some names here. Is it going to be... I don't know. Uh, Ch Chitrin, Chitrin from from Arizona. Is it gonna be? I, I'm gonna go Flurry. I'll go off the board and say that the the Toronto okay. Maple Leafs make a run at, at Mark Andre. Fleury. Oh, that would just break my heart. But okay. <laughs> oh, Involving wow. a third team that eats like a whole bunch of that salary because obviously the Leafs have no cap room. I think nice. But I think that the Leafs are are a bit of craziness if they go into this playoffs with the goaltending situation as is now uh there's already yes. people coming up with trade packages and how they can make it work somehow Mrazek ends up going the the other way and uh, they end up including like it's just it's just nothing. it's wild the, the biggest the biggest name for me yes that's out of, i want to go out of the box so i'm going to say hampus lindholm hampus lindholm okay hampus lindholm is the guy i know some of you're like what really okay About He's young enough that teams would probably take a chance for, uh, and I, I might I not mean, be able, might not be able to re to resign him at eight nine yeah. million dollars that he might be asking yeah. for, or okay. seven and a half million. Dave's rubbing his face like no, there are no, so no. many other players. I'm gonna go with Lindholm, man. I don't listen, know. I it's, this it's, it's hard to put it's you on the spot. I get uh, it. It's not no. It's gonna. It's one of those names that if Matt, I sent you, uh, you know, shared a tweet to you and said, "Hey, Hampus Lindholm got traded." You'd be like, "What? Why? So why are you telling me this?" But well, I'd be curious. But yeah, no, I understand, no, and I get it for all you Hampus Lindholm fans out there. Like that would be There's a big a thing. There's, There's a, lot a lot of them. them. He's a he's a good player. I'm not saying no, but the flashiness <laughs> of his name is not there, like a flurry and all that stuff. But fair enough. You don't have to justify yourself to me. Hey, I appreciate your answer. Because he's playing at Anaheim. If he was playing that's elsewhere. It. I think it's going to be a boring trade deadline, guys. I'm getting the vibe. And, it, I, and it's not to say because Montreal's not. at the forefront of it. And it's like, they're, I just, I, I have a very like bad feeling about this. Last half empty day. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm but, a very uh, optimistic person. I just, I, I, I'm being realistic. That's it. I appreciate that. That's what I say all the time when I say things that are negative. I'm just being realistic. <laughs> I'm just realistic. Okay, Gentlemen, we'll listen. On the 22nd. There you go. We'll, we'll have to have a special show for then. But in the meantime, uh, everybody, again, thank you so much for listening. This is episode Vito 22. This is episode 22. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you taking the time out of your day to listen to us talk about nonsense and Habs and all this wonderful stuff. 
Um, if you can, please like and share. You know the drill by now. Um, tell everybody, anybody who is slightly interested in hockey, uh, to give us a, a listen to and see if we're their cup of tea. Otherwise, uh, for Dave and Vito, I'm Matt, and uh, we'll hopefully catch you guys in the next one. This was Get Bucked. Get pucked.